It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Coming up on Locked On Dodgers, there's Trevor Bauer news. And so you get a Trevor Bauer episode. We're going to talk about the news, his response to it, and what's next for MLB and the Dodgers. So let's get Locked On Dodgers. are Locked On Dodgers, your daily Los Angeles Dodgers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, Dodger fans. I am Jeff Snyder of Baseball Essential. That is Vince Samperio of Chavez Ravine Fiends. And this is Locked On Dodgers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Dodgers your first listen every day. Remember, this show is free and available on all podcast platforms and on YouTube simply by searching for Locked On Dodgers. This is the daily podcast covering the Los Angeles Dodgers, bringing you the smart fans perspective on our boys in blue. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. Uh, and as I mentioned at the at the top, we have Trevor Bauer news, which means we get to talk about Trevor Bauer. We have avoided talking about Trevor Bauer too much, just because there wasn't much to say other than rehashing things that had already been said. Uh, but because of that, that means we've only mentioned him a couple times in the last couple months, and now. This is actual news, and so, you know, there may be a, a little bit of rehashing stuff we've previously said, but we're also, you know, aware that not everybody listens every day, even though you really should. Uh, and uh, there's new information to talk about. So this episode, we're like I, I said, we're going to talk about what the news is, what Bauer's response was, and what this means next for MLB and the Dodgers. So uh, first of all, the actual news uh, Vince, is that there's not going to be charges pressed against Trevor Bauer. Yeah, that's the first really investigation that we were waiting for. MLB is doing their own investigation that continues to be ongoing. They put out a statement that they're not going to comment on it. Um, but it I don't know if it comes as a surprise. The, because of how long it took, the longer it took, the more it seemed like it wasn't he wasn't going to be charged. Um, you know, people were already feeling the type of way after the charges or after they were dismissed for the restraining order. But that's a lot different than this Uh, restraining order would have made it seem like Bauer would have kept, you know, either bothering or going after uh, the, the, the woman. This is a lot different. This is about what already happened. And I can't say I'm surprised that he didn't get charged. Um, It it also, but it it just sets off a lot of dominoes that kind of happened throughout the day that gets, us thinking, you know, we, we've talked about a lot of things and we'll get into it this episode about what it means or what it would mean. Uh, but now that it's actually happened and now that we see some other stuff, uh, what we thought maybe have changed a little bit. Uh, I'm sure we'll get into it the rest of the way, though. Yeah, it is. You know, it, it, like, like you said, it's not a total shock that they're not filing charges. It, it's a little bit surprising. Um, because, you know, the a lot of people, like you said, did think after the restraining order was was refused or denied or whatever it was. A lot of people thought that meant he was in the clear, partly because uh, Bauer and his team definitely worded it that way, uh, that that they've been cleared of wrongdoing there, you know, one down, one to go. And really, 
I mean, the restraining order was determining, is he an ongoing threat to her? And, uh, and it was determined that he wasn't, but there were definitely some things from that restraining order hearing that some things that worked in his favor and some things that maybe won't end up having worked in his favor. Uh, but I do think that that the result of that hearing definitely contributed to them determining that no charges will be filed. Uh, it's important to note, and maybe we should, uh, you know, put a little a trigger warning right here. Uh, we're, we're probably not going to get super detailed about allegations, but I do, uh, I do know that in, in a later segment in this episode, we may get a little bit uh, specific about about some things, and so just be aware of that. And I'll uh, I'll try to warn you before I go into that. But uh, it's important to note that the fact that they're not filing charges doesn't mean that they think he's innocent. Even uh, it means that they don't have enough evidence to uh, to be confident that they could convict him. And there's I, I think that's probably really really common in a he said she said situation like this. Uh, really the only, the, the nature of the United States judici judicial system is uh, designed to be that uh, it is easier, that it's really hard to convict somebody. Uh, the, the goal, and it doesn't always work perfectly, but the goal is to make sure that the only people who can get convicted are the people who they know absolutely for sure are guilty. And, you know, there's definitely some issues with the legal system over the years. It, it's uh, sometimes it serves its purpose well, and sometimes it struggles a little bit. And sometimes, you know, rich people get off better. Sometimes white people get off better. Uh, and there, there's not necessarily any reason to think that uh, Trevor Bauer's richness or whiteness came into play here. But, uh, but the fact is there are a lot of reasons that uh, district attorney wouldn't file charges other than we don't think he did it because the nature is it's hard to convict and it should be hard to convict. It should be hard to convict anyone of any race or social class or uh, financial strata or whatever, um, because that's how the American judicial system is supposed to work. Uh, the, you know, the, the old saying is it's better that uh, 10, 10 guilty men go free than that one innocent man goes to jail. Uh, that's how it should be. And in this case, I think that's basically what it boils down to is uh, whether they think Trevor Bauer broke the law or not, they don't think they can prove it. Yeah, and the other part too, because I don't mind, I mean, we'll talk about it later, but this doesn't really mean anything necessarily for the MLB investigation. They, you know, he can still be suspended. He, They can still decide what they want to do with him. They're still, you know, depending on what, what was found and what, you know, Whatever their investigation says could say not necessarily something different, but they're also on looking at different grounds. They don't necessarily need to convict Trevor Bauer to a certain extent. They just need to know that some, you know, a sexual assault allegation or, you know, the sexual assault actually occurred in some capacity. And we don't know yet if that can be found based on what's out there. Yeah. And we will talk more about that in our, our third segment here today. Uh, but that's, that's the news. So in a second, we're going to come back, we're going to talk about, Trevor Bauer's response to the news. He put out a pretty lengthy video on YouTube. Basically he titled it the truth and it was telling his side of the story. So we're going to talk a little bit about that and uh, what he had to say and our thoughts on that. Uh, we want to thank you again for making locked on Dodgers your first listen every day and keep it locked on Dodgers. Uh, it is February, which means that uh, a lot of people have started giving up on their new year's resolutions, but hopefully you're not one of them. Hopefully if your resolution was to, 
eat better, you have hopefully already ordered a box of Built Bars. And if not, I encourage you to do so now because Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, except it's really, really good for you. They also have uh, Built Bar Puffs, and they are the first ever protein-infused marshmallow. They're fluffy and marshmallowy, uh, and they're full of protein. They're a treat. You feel like you're eating something delicious covered in 100% real chocolate, and they are super good for you. They got a few different flavors that are really, really good. I like the churro one myself. Uh, I like churro-flavored anything. And just like the Built Bars, all the puffs and the Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. They're all low-calorie, high-protein, uh, high-fiber, low-carb, all the good stuff, none of the bad stuff. And when you go to built.com, you can use promo code LOCK15 and you will get 15% off your next order. That's promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com. It's Super Week brought to you by Get Upside, and there's no better place to get coverage of the big game than on the Locked On NFL podcast. Locked On Bengals and Locked On Rams are in L.A. all week covering the big game. All right, uh, we are back to talk more about Trevor Bauer. And after the news came out uh, that, that he wouldn't be charged, Trevor released a video on YouTube about seven minutes long and uh, basically giving his side of what happened. And I'll do a quick summary and then Vince, you can uh, summarize the parts that I, that I forgot. Um, but basically Bauer says, um, and, and this is, you know, there may be, there may be some graphic descriptions here, probably not too bad, but uh, just be aware of that. But Bauer said that they had two sexual encounters, him and the, his accuser. They were both consensual. They both happened at his house in Pasadena and that both times she stayed the night afterwards and they left on friendly terms. Uh, and, and that was the extent of it. Uh, the, he said that it was rough sex and at her request, he said, um, and you know, the, he, he said at the end, he said, you can, uh, you could judge me for engaging in rough sex with a, someone who is basically a stranger, uh, and that's okay. Um, but basically he says, I didn't do the things that she accuses me of doing. And, uh, yeah, I don't, did I miss anything important there, Vince? I think the main part that he said a few times was, and this hasn't been released yet. So this must've been something his lawyers told him, uh, the, the, the materially, materially misled the court. He said that it was found that this woman materially misled the court um, whether it was the photos that he said she did not look like the photos that were released um, after, after when he left when she left his house the second time she didn't look like the photos that were released he made sure to stay by her lawyers and her team you know basically putting that part out there that you know materially misleading I think he used it three or four times you know putting that part out there and and you know saying his piece so that was really the only other big part of it that he used a few times he said you know there was reports of getting of the woman being punched in the face uh, being punched in the in the genital area being sodomized i don't i'm sure that's not that's most people don't know that word uh but he said he didn't do any of it and that was his way of doing it and i think just on his side it, I don't know. It didn't seem like he was being too Trevor Bowery, like in terms of being snarky. Uh, but he also got that a little bit from just the words he was using, which if everything he's saying is true, then it's understandable to a certain degree. 
Yeah, uh, and I think the materially misleading part that he mentioned a few times, I think that has come out. And I think he is, this is part of the reason, uh, not just in this situation, but pretty much any situation, you need to remember that anything anybody says about anything that serves their own interest is basically propaganda. You know, this video, uh, it may be 100% true. Everything Bauer says is true. Uh, It may not be. But it would be, uh, it would serve all of us well to not just take it at face value. Oh, Trevor Bauer says this, therefore that's the truth. Uh, when he talks about her having been uh, proven to have been materially misleading, that comes from the restraining order hearing. Uh, the, the court found that her uh, claim that he, that Trevor Bauer was calling and texting her nonstop for two weeks was materially misleading because he actually only reached out to her a couple times in those two weeks. And so that's, that's where that comes from. And, you know, you, you could look at that a few different ways. A, yeah. Why did she feel a need to lie in her, in her accusation? Um, but also uh, it's not necessarily really uh closely associated with the actual charges. And so the fact that she lied about how often he was calling and texting after the fact might mean something, but it definitely doesn't mean as much as Trevor Bauer tried to make it seem like it means by mentioning it three or four times in his seven minute video. Yeah. And the fact, you know, just right here with us, I didn't remember that part from the earlier part, but even then playing to that wording, playing to the connotation of materially misleading, like I said, it's, Propaganda on his end, and and like I said, everything that he says could be 100% true, but it's hard to, you know, trust him in, in certain, in that situation specifically. And it's just like the other time when this all first started coming out and we had certain people on a certain section of Dodgers Twitter kind of not celebrating, but, you know, stating the fact, stating their, 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 their thoughts that, oh, this was going to happen. We knew this was going to happen. All the signs were there. Now we had some people on a certain section of another part of Dodgers Twitter today, you know, kind of celebrating this as a win as well. And at the end of the day, nobody's winning in this. You know, the Dodgers aren't winning. Trevor Bauer's not winning. The the alleged victim's not winning. You know, they're, they have tax dollars were spent on this. You know, nobody's winning in all of this. So I just think that, you know, it doesn't need to be treated as such. It's treated as a, as a subject that it is. And, you know, if you can talk about it objectively, cool. If not, I you know, recommend just not talking about it. It's not necessarily affecting any any of our day-to-day lives. So there's no reason to be, you know, jumping to victory and having parades and stuff. Yeah, absolutely. It's an ugly and crappy situation. Uh, either somebody got assaulted or somebody got falsely accused. And both of those things suck. And uh, the fact that we will probably never know for sure which one it is sucks. Uh, there's no, there's no celebration here. It kind of reminds me of uh, when the the word about the Astros being cheating cheaters came down, and a bunch of Astros fans really, really, really wanted there to be proof that other teams did the same thing. And for me, it's like, no, I love baseball. I don't want to find out that even more teams were had no respect for the integrity of the game. You know, I I really, really hope it was contained to this one team, uh, and, and that's kind of. You know, there are no winners here, like you said. Uh, as for Bauer's video itself, you know, he seems sincere uh, to the extent that, you know, 
Bauer is always everything he does feels a little bit performative. Um, you know, the even the stuff he does on the field. I remember Yasiel Puig when he started licking the bat, you know, he did that one time, and I think it was spontaneous one time, and then it got a laugh. So he started doing it afterwards, and it was definitely a performance afterwards. And that's kind of Trevor Bauer, you know, everything, the the sword thing that he does, it's a performance. The the one eye close thing, everything that Bauer does is performative. And so this video was definitely a performance. Doesn't mean that it was false. Doesn't mean it was a lie, but that's how Trevor Bauer expresses himself in a performance. And you can tell that he's very smart and that he knows he's very smart and that he's used to being the smartest person in the room. Uh, and, you know, it's almost a, uh, not quite the, he's not quite talking down to the audience in the video. Um, but there is, you can tell that he is performing for the camera, um, maybe even trying to to conjure up a little bit of righteous indignation. Um, and, and, you know, the fact is, if he's telling the, the entire truth in that video, then, yeah, he has every right to be upset about his name being uh, dragged through the mud. Because to be clear, what he's saying is she is lying about the extent of her injuries that he caused. You know, there are photos out there of her injuries. And according to him, she didn't look anything like that when she left his house. The last time she was with him, she didn't look anything like that. And if that's the case, what he's saying is she caused these injuries to herself or had someone cause them to her in order to lie about him. And that's a, that's a serious thing. And so if that's the truth, then yeah, he has every right to be pissed off. Uh, We don't know. And we probably never will know for sure if that is the truth um, but you know, it's, uh, if you, I, I don't know if I, I should even recommend that people watch the video. Um, I watched it because I knew that you and I needed to talk about it on the podcast. Uh, and it's not bad. I mean, definitely, uh, don't watch it with small children in the room. Um, and it, but it's, uh, you know, I think there's value in watching it and judging for yourself and determining for yourself, uh, whether you think he's believable, maybe. Yeah, and, and you know, if, if you have a strong feeling towards him either way, then watching it probably isn't going to change or affect that. I would recommend reading it. I know Fabian Ardaya, uh, transcribed I he it. transcribed it personally himself, so there's a transcription out there if you want to just read it. I do think, you know, for a while there, it kind of seemed not like he was taking a victory lap, really, but just kind of, you know, blaming the materially misleading, using it a few times, blaming the media a few times and, and, you know, kind of like, okay, where's the sincerity going to come in? I understand that if this is, if you're being hundred percent true and correct and right, he doesn't have to be sincere necessarily, but you know, it, it was also a situation where, you know, sincerity would help. And I do think at the end when he does say, you know, he's not a perfect person. If you want to judge him for engaging in rough sex with the woman he hardly knew, that's okay. He said he evaluated his life over recent months, clear that it's that he's made some poor choices, particularly in regards to the people that he's chosen to associate with. Um, but then, you know, goes on to hedge that by saying, but not how she and the media portrayed me to be. And then he says, you know, allegations like this are serious. They should be thoroughly investigated like they were and, and all that kind of stuff. And, and, you know, and then he mentioned how grateful he is for everybody that reached out to him and stood by him or, or whatever the case is. And, you know, I think at the end he did wrap it up 
fairly well because when I was watching it, I was like, okay, well, uh, if you're going to deny, you've been denying this the whole time, so you're not telling me anything new. Now, if you're saying that, okay, you learned from it and, you, and you're going to learn from it, obviously you still have to take it with a grain of salt because we have to see it and we have to see it, you know, or if you care enough that you want to see it, you have to see it. But at the very least, he wrapped it up at the end very well. And like I said, it, it seems sincere, but it's also, you know, like you said, performative. People that have done things in, in the past. I mean, you, there's any number of like a reality shows or anything else with people that do, you know, kind of crazy things or whatever the case is. And they're able to, or even people in your life maybe that, that do things and are able to kind of act sincere when it needs to be. And obviously when you're trying to get the public on your side again, that's what it's going to look like. So, yeah, we, we're not going to know. And we'll talk about in the next segment kind of if we need to know or what we feel like we need to know or where it's going to lead to. Yeah. And, uh, one last point for me, that part at the end where he did thank his teammates who've reached out to him and stuff, that part seemed very performative to me. It was uh, very clear. Uh, the, the unspoken thing was people have been saying that none of my teammates want me back. And I am now saying that my teammates are on my side. They've reached out. And they're afraid to say it publicly. That's kind of what he was, what he yeah. was hinting at. So yeah, I was going to bring that up while we talk about it in the next segment of yeah, for that, sure. kind of, that part. So yeah, we're going to come back. We're going to talk about what this means for his future in MLB and his future with the Dodgers. So thank you again for making Locked On Dodgers your first listen every day, and keep it locked on Dodgers. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. As football continues its march through the playoffs, right to the big game in just a few days. BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just football. BetOnline has up-to-the-minute info on pro and college hoops, NHL, boxing, UFC, along with live real-time updates of current games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the new amazing offers available for the 2022 season. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, so back to Trevor Bauer for one more segment. Um, the fact that he is not having charges pressed against him by the Pasadena, uh, you know, whoever, uh, the, the jurisdiction, no legal charges. Uh, but that doesn't necessarily mean that he is out of the woods when it comes to MLB. And, uh, you know, there, there's a lot to talk about. I think we talk about his case with MLB first, and then we'll talk about, you know, what the Dodgers can do, if anything, after that. Um for me, with the with MLB, what it boils down to is, uh, I don't know that it's any less likely that he be suspended just because there's not charges filed. the The league's domestic violence policy specifically says that they can suspend a player even if there aren't charges filed. Uh, as far as I know, I don't know that there's ever been uh, charges like really filed against a, uh, a player uh, definitely that nobody's ever been convicted who's been suspended uh, by, by the, uh, under this policy that the league's had in place for five or six years. And so, and really this isn't that much different from a lot of different cases for me, where the big difference lies is this is the first time under this policy that a player has been accused of sexual assault. Everything else has been domestic violence. And this policy covers domestic violence sexual assault and child abuse. And nobody's ever been accused of sexual assault or child abuse before under this policy. It's always been domestic violence. And that for me kind of throws out, out the window, all this precedent. I've seen a lot of people saying, well, Marcelo Zuna just got time served for his thing. And, you know, they had that on video, but uh, 
the fact is that wasn't a sexual assault allegation. This is a totally different thing. And I think that uh, in, in my, my best guess is that they will treat this as if there's no precedent because there is no precedent because nobody's ever been accused of sexual assault. Yeah. And then you, and with that, you know, that would take over time served. You know, a lot of people, Marcelo Suna basically got time served for his thing this past, uh, this past season. You know, I'm sure Trevor Bauer and, and his people are going to argue for time served, but like I said, it, it's never been something before. We don't even know what the investigate, you know, how close is this investigation to what the Pasadena police were doing? You know, how similar is it? Well, what were they looking for the same stuff? Is them going to be looking for something specific? You know, you would imagine they're looking specifically for a sexual assault. So they're looking at, you know, more of the stuff where, you know, were those photos real? Were those photos, you know, legitimate and everything like that? So it's hard to even have a guess of anything at this point, especially, you know, MLB's in lockout, so we're not going to get that resolution. We're not going to get this resolution until after that res- resolution happens. So it's just weird. But, you know, with, with the time served being as much it is, as it is, with no charges being filed, and depending, you know, what they find, I do think that this is the first time where I'm not thinking it's – a significant suspension as I thought, and maybe not even up to half a season, depending what exactly they find. Yeah. And and the, the thing that still sticks with me that I don't know the answer to this, but this for me is the big question is according to the, the the league's policy, sexual assault. uh, I'm going to read the definition of sexual assault from the league's policy. Sexual assault refers to a range of behaviors, including a completed non-consensual sex act, an attempted non-consensual sex act, and or non-consensual sexual contact. Uh, That's kind of the definition of, and it's all about consent. You can see all three of those things mention consent. And then the next sentence uh, really hammers it home. says, lack of consent is inferred when a person uses force, harassment, threat of force, threat of adverse personnel, or disciplinary action disciplinary action or other coercion or when the victim is asleep, incapacitated, unconscious, or legally incapable of consent. And that's that last part is where uh, the league very well might still find that he committed sexual assault because during that hearing uh, about the, uh, the restraining order, the, the accuser accused under oath said that, and this is where we may get, more graphic than you might want. So uh, uh, skip forward 30 seconds if you don't want the the details. But the accuser said that Trevor Bauer, while she was unconscious, punched her in the butt, punched her in the vagina, and had anal sex with her. Uh, And if you're back with us now, that's the end of the graphic descriptions we're going to have. Um, If those things, oh, and, and in that hearing, Trevor Bauer's side didn't deny it. They didn't argue that. They did. They, uh, in fact, they even at one point asked her, but he stopped once you woke up and asked him to. Right? Basically, that's not a direct quote, but that's a paraphrase, and it's the the essence of the question. And so they essentially admitted that he violated that last sentence uh, because he they admitted that he performed sexual acts while she was unconscious. And that is the definition, according to MLB's policy, of sexual assault. Now, the fact is, that's also the definition of sexual assault, according to California law. 
And so there might be, uh, there might be more to it. Uh, if, if it wasn't enough for the district attorney to think, uh, well, he admitted this in court, his side admitted this in court. So, uh, we, we've got him dead to rights, then maybe MLB will feel the same way. But uh, I think that that clause is why there's still a significant chance of him being suspended. Yeah. And in his video, he did say that she consented beforehand and consented during and continued. He didn't say continue to consent, but it was implied that the consent was there the whole time. And yeah, I mean, that's really what it's going to come down to whether, they find something that, that shows that it was or it wasn't. Um, and then when, it, like I said, now that we turn kind of to what this means and, you know, I think the door slightly open to Trevor Bauer playing on the Dodgers next year, something that we hadn't really, I mean, we've mentioned it and said it could happen, but now this slightly opens that door depending what the MLB investigation says. Um, but I do think it's going to come down, you know, he mentioned teammates specifically in that last part of his video, but I honestly think, you know, regardless of whatever happens, he gets suspended, he doesn't get suspended. I think it's going to come down to the team. And I think if Mookie Betts and Justin Turner and if Kershaw comes back and whoever else come up and say, hey, we don't want this guy on our team, I think the Dodgers will try to find a way to you know, not let him pitch for the Dodgers. But I do think, I don't know, it, it seems like this is the closest we've been the entire time to he might pitch for the Dodgers in 2022. It's possible. And, you know, if he's not suspended, I guess a, a quick uh, expl explanation of what would happen with, on the concept of time served. Uh, Trevor Bauer was on paid administrative leave and suspensions are unpaid. So if they said, OK, Trevor, we're going to suspend you for half a season um, and, you know, you can take time served. And so you're eligible to pitch on opening day. Uh, but that would mean that he would have to pay back the Dodgers the the money that they paid him for that half a season while he was on administrative leave. He was paid that whole time and he would have to give that money back. Uh, his option, his other option would be to uh, take the suspension this year, the half a season suspension, whatever length it is. Um, the fact is, though, he's making a little bit more money in 2022 than he did in 2021. So financially, it makes more sense for him to pay the money back. Uh, I wonder if the Dodgers would then get some uh, luxury tax back uh, because that would probably drop them below the threshold. It might affect their draft status. I don't know. It's it's weird stuff that's weird to talk about in this situation. Uh, but, you know, what the Dodgers can do, the Dodgers can't do anything until the league either suspends him or decides not to suspend him. Uh, their hands are really tied until then. Um, and after that, the 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 policy says that – uh, no club may take any disciplinary action or, ad or adverse action against a player arising from an incident involving a covered act if the commissioner's office does not transfer its authority. Uh, so that seems to indicate that the Dodgers' hands are tied, and I think for the most part they are. But then we have the situation with Starlin Castro in the Nationals last year when he was suspended for 30 games for, for domestic violence, and the Nationals announced that day, the day he was suspended, as soon as his suspension's over, we're releasing him. He's done. We're not. He's not playing for us anymore. For me, part of the big difference is Starlin Castro was a bad player who had six weeks left on his contract after the suspension, whereas Trevor Bauer is a Cy Young Award winner who will have a year and a half or so. You know, we don't know how long the suspension will be, but he will have a longer amount of time left on his suspension or on his contract after any suspension. Um, and so, I, I don't know. 
why the Nationals were allowed to do that. And the one thing that I thought of that might apply to the Dodgers is maybe because MLB contracts are guaranteed, maybe releasing a guy doesn't count as adverse action because he still gets paid. Uh, that, that That's the only thing I can think of. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking is releasing Trevor Bauer does nothing. I get, I mean, it's not necessarily disciplinary or adverse other than the fact that he can't or he wouldn't pitch for the Dodgers. He'd still be free to sign with another team. He's still going to get all his money. And, you know, just based on everything, you know, like I said, it, it's going to come down to the locker room, I think. And, and if the locker room, if half the team doesn't like him, half the team likes him, you know, that's a weird spot for him. He could, you know, theoretically find a team where, it's a little bit more in his favor. He could find a team that, you know, knowing, you know, it's, I guess, I don't know. It feels a lot different if a team is signing somebody with something like this in their background rather than keeping or retaining somebody with someone like this in their background. So, yeah, I would imagine, you know, if Bauer's not going to lose money, I don't know if he fights like, oh, I want to be on the Dodgers. Like, I don't know if that's a fight he makes unless it's, I don't think anyone else is going to sign me. So I would rather force to be on the Dodgers than to not pitch. Yeah. So uh, it, we know the Dodgers' hands are tied right now. Uh, the league may not even be allowed to do anything about Bauer right now because the lockout's happening. Uh, they might have to wait. I Even if they don't have to, I assume they will wait until the lockout ends before they announce any suspension. I, w- I would guess that the league has already decided what they're going to do and that they've just been waiting for the district attorney before they make it official, but now we'll just have to wait for the end of the lockout probably. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it, it, it's an ugly situation all around. And like I said, there's no winners here. Um, and it's uh, yeah, I, I don't know. It's, I hope that uh, we have to talk about this situation one more time once the suspension is announced or lack of a suspension. And then we can go back to only mentioning Trevor Bauer when it has to do with baseball. Yeah, I would hope so. And, and you know, just you know, sticking one more time on the point of, of like the team or whatever, you know, we're even like I said, if MLB doesn't suspend them, they say we didn't find anything. You know, theoretically, Trevor Bauer wasn't charged with anything, was, you know, by all senses, maybe not telling, you know, the 100% truth, but in, in every other right, uh, he was in, I guess, in the right, I guess. I don't know how to word it specifically, but fact of the matter is it would be a distraction. You know, you would have fans, Dodger fans specifically that may, you know, do stuff during the season. You would have fans of other teams that could potentially do stuff during the season. You are, you know, putting your teammates through questioning that they maybe don't want to go through. And you know, even if guys say, I don't want to talk about it, you know, the Astros didn't want to talk about them cheating and they had to talk about it, you know, just about almost what, two or three seasons now. So it's just a matter of a lot that comes with it. That's, you know, beyond, you know, this was beyond baseball, but now getting back to the baseball part of it, there's a lot that comes with it. And it's, I don't know, it's going to be really interesting to see what happens exactly and how it all plays out. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think that wraps it up for today. You got anything else? No, I'm good. I'm, uh, yeah, like I said, I don't have to say his name for a while. Yeah, we're going to uh, probably each go take a shower real quick and uh, get, get this episode off of us. We appreciate you guys listening. I know that it's maybe not the most, uh, entertaining topic but it is unfortunately dodgers news and it's uh what we need to talk about we wouldn't have been doing our our job as dodgers podcasters if we didn't talk about it so thank you for making locked on dodgers your first listen every day we promise that tomorrow's episode will be more fun than this one uh and 
maybe not as informative, but definitely more fun. Uh, so thanks for making us your first listen. And for your second listen, check out Locked On Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked On Bets, hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Locked On Dodgers. Vince is on Twitter at Vince Samperio. I am on Twitter at Snydog. And the DMs are open in all of those places, so feel free to reach out anytime you want. Our email address is LockedOnDodgers at gmail.com. And our phone number for voicemails or texts is 323-863-LOCK-5625. We are here every weekday morning, and we hope you'll be here with us. When you get in your car or sit on your couch, tell your smart device to play podcast Locked On Dodgers. And remember, you don't have to agree. You just have to listen. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Have a good one. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 